and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. So, approaching summer here. Not the same there. <laughs> no, approaching a very cold winter here, at least in Melbourne. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that we cover all flavors here on this podcast. Yeah. So, it's really yeah. good across the world. Um, yeah. And today, we're going to dive into a topic that I don't necessarily have an answer for, but I think is a really important thing to explore. And it's really this idea of how do we succeed with using tactics that are more aligned with who we are and more in integrity for ourselves. Because what we see in the world a lot of times is, you know, a lot of this sort of pushy sales, you know, marketing that's all about, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm amazing, or selfies or Facebook lives. And for a lot of people, these tactics don't work. They don't feel aligned. They feel yucky to us. They, they feel, you know, misaligned with who we are, not in integrity with ourselves. Yet these seem to be the tactics that are working really well in the world. So how do we sort of navigate that and stay aligned with our true selves and truly create a business that is in integrity? Yeah, I really like this topic and I'm on the same page with you. Like I don't have the answers, but I want to dive into this one because I was thinking about it recently, how there are times that I, well, at this point I am reflecting and I almost, I guess you could say I'm auditing my business. Like I'm going through kind of an auditing Mm. process where I'm looking at, you know, what's working, what's not working and trying to kind of come back to some foundations. And, and in doing so, I realized, wow, there's some things that I may not have seen as big of an ROI or like a return on investment. You know, I haven't really seen that, but I don't want to give those up. Like there are ways of operating my business that are aligned with who I am and the feminist business model that I've been playing with. There wasn't one that I could take and apply Um, I have since uncovered there's a woman in Toronto that's doing like a feminist business Canva. And so I'm really interested in her stuff, but I haven't really had a, you know, a blueprint, so to speak, to apply Mm. what it means to really shift from the old um, masculine way of doing business and and have more of the feminist, more feminine approach. And um, yeah, so I've been feeling a little frustrated because I think we're all the women that are trying to do it differently and that are feeling frustrated that we're still kind of coming up against some glass ceilings, like not glass ceilings, you know, as far as promotion, because we're running our own businesses, but we're hitting these glass ceilings within entrepreneurship that's like based on limits of what, I don't know, people are willing to, how they're willing to engage with us if we're 
using different ways of running our businesses. Yeah. And I think we have to kind of look at things from several different viewpoints, right? So there's the viewpoint of us as business owners, how we want to operate in the world, how we want to stay in alignment with our integrity, you know, what we want to teach. And then we also have to look at it from us as consumers, because I think a lot of people say they're sick of the marketing techniques and the ways that people are doing things. And yet they're either still following them themselves or they're responding to them. They're consuming from those tactics still. So I think, you know, we, we've got to sort of look at it from both sides because I think, you know, a lot of people say to me, for instance, that they're sick of all the, I can make you, you know, 10 figures in 10 days kind of thing. And yeah. yet they still often buy into those messages. They still want the guarantees. They still want the quick promises. And so then you look at, well, if you're willing to consume it, you can't really ironically be condemning it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. And I think you see that a lot in consumer patterns and behavior where people are like, I don't like this, but yet I'm still participating in it. You know, um, I feel that way about trying to have a business that's around work-life balance. You know, you and I were very intentional about our hours. We were closed on Mondays when we first opened because we didn't have our um, children in school that day. And then I would get this kind of lashback from consumers, clients saying, you know, where I want more, I want you to be open every day, or I want to be able to have the customer service response that I'm used to in this particular situation. And it was always, and it still, it leaves me kind of scratching my head. because I'm like, okay, we want to change our culture. We, we want to not be so overwhelmed and exhausted and we want to unplug but yet as consumers, we don't always have a lot of patience for businesses that are trying to opt out and do it in a more alternative way. So true. And I think, you know, it's a really interesting debate or discussion because I think we all have to get a little bit honest in ourselves with, you know, sort of the incongruency between what we say we want and what we're putting our money behind. Right. Cause I think, you know, this is like, I, I mean, obviously I see this in my industry so much, right. With mentors, because you can see that like a lot of people will respond to sort of those pushing marketing tactics or, you know, sort of the in-your-face marketing tactics. And I think, yeah, but I know that a lot of these women who are choosing this don't actually align with it, right? And yet they struggle to invest in something that's more honest, you know, with more integrity, more transparent about the truth, about the results, about what you have to put into it, about what it takes. And so I think this is this really interesting dichotomy we have in the world right now. And then I work with a lot of women who are tired of a lot of those sort of marketing techniques. And I refuse to do them in my own business. And yet the people that you see with the most money and succeeding the most, they're all using these really yucky tactics. So yeah. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. Conundrum. Well, we have conversations like this where <laughs> we can invite all the listeners right now, like jump on the Facebook group and tell us what you think. Um, but yeah, because I mean, I think that this is where I'm glad that we're talking about the power of our dollars and like our actions, because as entrepreneurs, there's so many things that we can do to be clear about our intention, you know, and I think making, if you, if you do have really clear, um, values you do, and it's going against the grain, it's really important to include that on your website in your about you or your mission. I think it's really important to kind of just be as transparent with people as possible and don't worry so much like that it's going to, um, 
turn people away. I think it's more important that you're transparent about like, this is who I am and this is why. Um, and then at least when the client or consumer is coming to the website, they're like, oh, okay, this person has a very strong um, position on this. But then also then how are you shopping? How are you consuming? And I, um, I don't know, I lately too, I have been thinking like, I love supporting women owned businesses, but how could I do more of that? How could I really be, I just picked up this one product in the um, grocery store recently, like this aloe vera product called the green goo. I'm going to give them a shout out. It's called green goo and it's just women owned business and it's aloe vera and vitamin E oil. And it's this really great thing to put on your skin. And I picked it up and I was like, Oh yeah, aloe vera is great. And I was like, women owned. And they said something about like their mission. I'm like done in my basket. Like totally buying this. I'm totally buying this over that other product. So that got me. I want more women to tell their story on their products. I want them to tell me why they're doing what they're doing. Because and then I want to be more mindful of looking for those, you know, and putting my dollars behind companies that. Because I don't know. There's so many women-owned stories that usually have something in there about the environment, about their community, about how they're giving. Yes, this company is giving back. Like they had a you know a give back campaign on their proceeds. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's a brilliant and me too. Like, and same with like providers for my business. If I can find a woman who's, you know, delivering good services, I'll way use them above any men. Like I seek out women. Sadly, sometimes I can't find, you know, really qualified women for some of the things that I need. And that's really interesting in and of itself. Right. Because I think, you know, we need more women who are really successful in their businesses and standing out, you know, in authentic ways so that we can hire them. And I think this is the piece of like, you know, how do we sort of discern and I don't know, you know, it's a, cause I, you know, I was just thinking in terms of myself, like, you know, in terms of sales, like I tell people I'm not a pressure salesperson. Like, you know, when I have my calls with people, when I'm having a sales call, like I want them to be really aligned. And so some of, some of them will decide on the phone and be like, yes, I've, but there was already sort of a pre-decision before they got on the phone with me. Others need time to think about it. I want them to have time to think about it. And I think, you know, but all the male mentors I have, all the people, even the female mentors, all the people sort of in the marketing realm, they really talk about, no, you have to handle all their objections on the phone. They need to put a deposit with you. You need to ask a deposit. You need to make sure that you get them to make a decision and commit on the phone. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right to me. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't buy that way. I, I absolutely say no. If somebody is like trying to get me to do anything, <laughs> it's like upfront. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I'm not working with you. But then if I come across Nissan and you would be the person that I would be more inclined to be like, Oh, she totally didn't pressure me. And she's giving me time to think about it. I'd more, I would most likely go with you. Um, so this is interesting how, like we're saying that, that this is something that would be really, it's how we work and it's how I consume but there's some sort of mix, mismatch there because there's still a there lot of is. people that are consuming in these other ways. Mm -hmm. Because there will be the people who pressure sell will have a higher sales closing rate, right? Than I do, for instance, because I refuse to do that. And so I think one of the things we have to look at in terms of sort of the feminine and the masculine way around marketing and around sales and around some of these tactics that we're talking about is I think, you know, with, the, with a feminine way, it's a longer game 
right? So, so if you look at it in terms of the masculine way, everything is about now, about, you know, ticking things over now, getting ROI, you know, pressure, 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 like get the sales, get the marketing, get the numbers. You know, it's all sort of this really sort of, in my opinion, really short term, because in doing that, you really ruin your brand. All the people that you pressure don't feel very good. Even if they decide to take over, there's still something. It's like you ruin the long game that you have. Whereas what I can say about myself is most everybody who's ever come in contact with me will know that I'm of integrity, right? That I, I'm, you know, aligned. I'm the same everywhere, whether you meet me on the street or in the coffee shop or over the phone or in a sales call, like it's really, there's a congruency. And so like I'm building more of a brand in the long game. Like, you know, and you can see that over time, like the momentum builds, you have more people that have gone through, more people thinking about it. And then eventually like your, your sales, I guess, catches up with your technique. But I think, you know, we've got to look at this in terms of what's aligned and in integrity because we can't continue to be operating our businesses in sort of the short game or the short form in ways that are misaligned with who we are because we hurt our brand. We hurt our integrity. And that not only affects how people perceive us, it affects how we feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe it affects our health and our wellness, our well-being because it's this this old mentality of burning through ourselves as if, you know, we have to get all the juice out of ourselves, then we hit 40, we're done, right? We, we live in a culture that it, it is, you can see it, the way that we put all this um, focus on youth and on staying young longer, looking younger. It's because we run at a hundred, you know, miles an hour all the time in our youth. And when you do that, then you aren't, you aren't really good for the long game. And guess what? You have um, debilitating illnesses and diseases and your body starts to break down and your mind starts to break down. I was having this conversation with someone recently about like, what if our culture shifted that where we really appreciated the long game? We really appreciated wisdom that came from many years of experience that we looked at people who were aging um, as really valuable to our society. And in doing so, we put in practices in our youth that was about sustainability and looking towards that long game. So I'm, I'm grateful that you're bringing that one up because it's been top of mind lately. I don't really think that we can, we are, we don't have, we can't have this conversation um, until people, we can have this conversation starting to shift their minds, but it's like not going to happen until people start realizing that it's, damaging for us as humans and as communities to not be more appreciative of the feminine value of patience and evolution, right? It's like nothing happens over overnight. Well, people promise these successes overnight, but that's not really the sustainable way of running our businesses. No. And I think, you know, it's just such a, it's still so masculine focused and dominated in terms of how we operate, right? You can, and you can look at that in terms of watching people do marketing tactics. You know, it's still very much like, you know, pushy in a way, you know, manipulative in a way, 
you know, there's, there's a whole thing there that is much more sort of aggressive and masculine focused. Whereas there is a line where I think women sometimes go the opposite way where they don't own their value and they're, you know, they're not really standing in their power. But I think when we are standing in our power and when we are owning our value, what is still aligned with us? Because I'm not aligned with a lot of the tactics out there. You know, people keep, a lot of mentors I've had, they keep telling me to do the same thing. Do a webinar, do this, do that. You know, things that I just don't resonate with. Things I am not aligned with. Things that don't like allow me to operate in my best way. So then how do I sort of come to terms with that? When I see a lot of people who are doing say webinars, like I talk to a lot of people about webinars and they say, oh, I hate webinars. I would never watch them. You know, and yet a lot of people doing webinars are making a lot of money. So then you think, you know, where is this? Yeah, this is like a a quagmire a bit because we really have to get honest with, you know, we say we don't like things, but then we totally go for it. And so then how do we align? How do we create more congruency? Yeah. And I think we do that because, um, there's a, the issue of fear of missing out of something. So it's like, you don't really want to support those techniques, but then you get afraid you're going to, Oh, but it sounds really good. And I don't want to miss something. I don't want to forget. I don't want to be left out. Um, so I don't know, as you were talking too, it made me think, remember like even with when we first started Somavita back in 2008, our co-working space in Austin, Texas, right? It was it was relation build like um, relational marketing and telling the story. Like all of that was starting to get a lot bigger, and a lot more people were talking about that. I honestly thought that was going to be a big shift in the marketing landscape um, because it seemed like everyone was finally getting it that we didn't really care about all of the bling, but it was about the story. It was about the relationship that you were building. It was about that loyalty to the brand and feeling emotionally connected. What do you think happened to that? How did that get co-opted or how did it fizzle? Or I don't know, did it? Or like, what happened to that beautiful thing that seemed very feminine for a while? I don't know. Like it's always been there in some form. I mean, still relationship marketing is the best thing. Still word of mouth and referrals are the best way of marketing. Like anyway, hands down, you look at it. Those are still the best ways. Like you're, you get, you know, warm leads or hot leads based on referrals versus, you know, doing say Facebook ads where you're getting cold leads. They don't know you. Like it's a, it's a harder sell. You know, there's, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because in some way, shape or form, relational marketing and relational connection and relational sales has always been present. But I think we've lost touch with real connection. And I think some people have even taken relationship marketing and lost even the soul of it, you know, because they're now like relationship marketing is me sending you 20 million emails, you know, even though you're not opening them or reading them, I'm having a relationship with you by sending you an email every few days. Like that's not relationship marketing, right? Like that is like completely... I don't know what what that is. It's like hammering someone until they finally respond. And sadly, I think until we get more aligned with our own integrity to not give in to those kind of techniques, then we're still going to keep saying them because they work. Yeah. So we're calling for a a boycott against all masculine marketing. Yes, 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 yes. Imagine how the world would change. 
It's like, okay, I'm a stubborn one. Like definitely I've got a stubborn streak. And so for me, like I can boycott things and I can absolutely stand strong no matter what the result, like in, in my own integrity and what I believe in. And like, you know, I mean, some people are like, wow, like Sonia is really stubborn. And I'm like, yeah, because for me, it's really important to stay aligned and congruent. But I think, yeah, I mean, we have to look at this on a systemic level because this we're feeding this kind of mentality by willingness to cooperate in it. So, you know, I get a lot of clients that come to me and I'm teaching them a totally different way to up their, operate their business, right? Like how to be more authentic, how to, you know, be more aligned with who they are, whatever that is. So some people are more extroverted, some more introverted. Like it doesn't matter. Whoever you are, the more alignment you're in, the more success you'll have in your business and the more sustainability you'll have. And when they come to me, they're like, wow, I didn't even know there was another way. Like I did all this stuff and I was feeling yucky about it for years. And not only did nothing work, but I was always constantly questioning and doubting and feeling yucky and not feeling aligned with myself because I didn't even know there was another way. Yeah. Yes. So there's, I think there is still a lot. I forget that there's a lot of um, not, I don't know, a lot of people not exposed to what it is that we're talking about because there's so much of the old masculine, the old marketing. Well, even like you did a really great um, video about sales and like shifting your mindset around sales. And you talked in, in about this, the salesman, the car salesman, the used car salesman thing. Right. And I, I think that that is the case with women that a lot of us are intimidated to shift the conversation on sales and marketing because we've felt so misaligned with the patterns that have been set before us that there's like a, a lack of confidence in ourselves when actually this is what we need. We need all of the women's ideas. Like we need them to turn that old sales story on its head and come forth with just like, I don't know, but I'm going to roll the dice on this and I'm going to try this. I really think this is a, a great way to connect to my clients or whatever that is, maybe there's a need, but you know, this is a compounded by women, not always feeling like they have the confidence to step forward and do it differently. Yes. And I think, you know, there's again, a line, as I mentioned before, between, you know, are you really not valuing yourself? And is this something that you need to integrate in yourself or is it just misalignment? And so one of the things I've been talking a lot more about lately and doing even in a couple of events that I recently spoke at is we need to, and this actually could be a podcast in and of itself, an episode, but you know, we need to understand the difference in our business between when we're getting stuck because of misalignment, when it's mindset and when it's structures. And so I work with all three in my coaching program because they, they are all three relevant. Like sometimes people are like working so much on mindset over and over and over and over again. And actually they just have a crappy business model. And so, you know, like sometimes the structures need to actually be handled. And then sometimes people think it's mindset, but it's actually misalignment. So what they're doing is misaligned with who they actually are. So that's not mindset, that's misalignment. And when you change the alignment, all of a sudden you're unstuck. So it's like, we need to get better at understanding the difference between those three, because sometimes it's we're not valuing ourselves, which is the mindset stuff. But sometimes it's that we're misaligned with what we're trying to do because it actually just doesn't feel right. And we're not listening to ourselves. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's a good point. I'm reflecting on 
something I've been trying lately that just feels aligned. Cause I've been asking myself, um, I had a conversation with my community manager, my co-working space about our leads and, you know, are we really following up with all of the tours and the people dropping into co-work? So we're kind of looking at that, you know, but it's all in the metrics and it's all, you know, this, this information that, um, like we really need to be getting all this data. And I was like, really, do we really need to be getting all this data? Do we need to be creating the strategy? What if, I flow with what works for me. Like, so for me, just as a person connecting, I tend to want to tell people about my experience at Soma Vida and get my members talking about their experience. So I've been trying this experiment where when I meet new people, I, I just say, yeah, I'm really looking for this kind of person to join our community. And this is what they are interested in. This is what they're looking for. This is how I think I can help them. And so we'll see, I'll have to report back, but I'm just kind of playing with this, realizing that it, it's not trying to sell my business to more people. It's just being really clear that we're building a community over here and I have a specific interest in bringing in particular industries, particular personalities and people. And, you know, so it's kind of like word of mouth marketing, but it's not just me like, oh yeah, we have some space available. It's I'm starting to kind of paint the picture for people. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if we had this kind of person join our community? Like if you know anybody that's like that, send them my way. I'd like to have a conversation with them. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I think yeah. it's, these are the kind of things we have to explore is what is more conducive to us as the business owner, like, you know, what's more aligned with us and what is also in alignment with the kind of clients that we really want, right? The kind of customers that we really want, because sometimes it's just about like separating the good fit from the bad fit. And that's how I talk about sales. Sales is not, I'm going to sell you something. I'm going to convince you to buy from me. Sales is actually just determining, is this a good fit or a bad fit? Can I help this person optimally or can't I? I won't even tell someone about my program if I feel like I can't help them. And I tell my clients the same, turn down anyone. Don't even let them know what your program is because then you're not even going to try to sell them at all if they're not a good fit. So I think, you know, this, and to me, that's an integrity right? Mm -hmm. That's aligned with who I think we are as women, as integrity people, as, you know, it's not denying our value, right? And that's a whole different thing. It's actually saying, no, I'm really valuable, but I also can only serve certain people to the best of my ability. So I'm going to make sure I get those people. And I can tell you if you're one of them, and I'm going to truly serve you because I can. And this other person, I'm not truly the best person for them. There's somebody else who'll be better for them and I'm going to let them go. Yeah. And the thing is, is that this is more high quality, um, but maybe smaller quantity leads. Like in a way it's, you're really getting specific. And I think that there is still more of the masculine model is like throw the net wide, get as many as you can in here. And then, you know, like if you lose some, no big deal, but the feminine, you know, business perspective is like, more of on an individual relational level. Like I want to connect with you. I want to see if I can help you because let's not waste each other's time if it's not a fit. I'm like, let's just call it what it is. Um, and then building these loyalty, um, you know, where we're relationships where it's like, no, I'm going to work with you for quite some time. And then when I stop working with you, I'm going to recommend other people work with you. And I'm going to be so excited about what you're doing in the world that I'm just going to become a natural ambassador. That's something I'm seeing more and more with women, which I'm really excited about. 
is this sort of move from feeling competitive with each other and wanting to raise one another up. This whole thing of like, we're more powerful together. And, you know, men tend to still see each other's competition. Like I'll hear men saying, Oh, this so-and-so just opened up down the street for me. And now this got the competition and I'm seeing more women go, Oh my goodness, this person just opened up down the street for me. She's slightly like me, but different. And then we need to have coffee, um, and figure out like how we can support each other. So I think that this tendency to be ambassadors for one another, this is a marketing tool that not a lot of people are really, you know, go find people that you would normally think as competitors and invite them to join you, invite them to market for you. And you're going to market for them because most likely you don't want to work with the same people. It's just looks like it, you know, from the outside, get specific. I think that that's something really powerful that a lot of women have not yet fully realized is the power of, of building that community with each other. Cause there's no reason that we need to fight for the spots at the top. No, there definitely isn't. And I think that we have to then get more specific because there's two, like, you know, this gets into that sort of that triangle I was talking about. Like there are structures that will matter in doing this kind of model. For instance, the more relational and personal you are, in, in a lot of ways, the more high value your services need to be if you're a service provider, right? Because you're spending the extra time to connect, to really serve, to really be of value. And so then if you have a low price model, it's not going to work, right? And so that's a choice you have to make. I'm going to have a low price model, just try to get as many leads as I want. And I'm all about quantity. I don't care about quality. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to be the person who's really aligned with more quality, more you know support, which is one of the reasons why I'm not uh, one who goes for online courses. I think online courses are over. I think they're flat. I think they don't provide high quality and they're, they're just about low cost and lots of leads. So I think that's, those are not very sustainable business models. Whereas I think, you know, hybrids, one-on-one hybrids where you learn to leverage that is better because you have more quality, more connection. And, and so I think you do have to talk about in that level. And the other thing we have to talk about is that in order to have more collaboration, as you were saying, we have to be really clear about what we're doing. We have to be more niched and we have to be more clear about a target market because when everyone's broad, no one knows how to sell each other. No one knows how to partner. Then, then we're partnering, but it's not actually producing anything. So I think, you know, this is part of that talk, which we've done an episode on very a few episodes now on sort of target market niching. That's why this is so important because there's so much more collaboration when you are sticking to your lane and when you are doing what you are here to do. And when you are not trying to serve everybody, but your very ideal target market. Yes. Yes. Thank you for illustrating that point so clearly because yes, you can collaborate more the, the more clear you are about who you want to work with, because then you can go to different people and say, look, these are the people that I love and this is what I'm doing. And when I experience other people, like, who are you? What are you doing? How can I send them your way? And there it starts to build this network of people getting more, you know, the, the fit that they're looking for. And it becomes, I think generally, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's the same as a psychotherapist. If I just know you're a psychotherapist, that doesn't help me. But when I know that you're really interested in a particular type of client, I have clients that come through my door all the time and they're not a fit for me. And I'm going to just send them random referrals unless like I specifically go, oh, I remember this person and this is like what they're looking for right now. Yes. So that, 
so we kind of touching on several points because it's like pay attention to what you're doing, like what you're supporting, who you're buying from, and then paying attention to who you're partnering with potentially or building networks with, and then your own style, like your own alignment with how you build your business or market. So kind of coming at it from many different angles. Yeah. And I think, you know, sort of the bottom line for me is that, you know, around this sort of topics, I know this is, this is sort of a broad topic. It's a tricky topic because there's a lot of sort of pieces to it, but I think, you know, what I really hope that everyone sort of takes home today is that it's really important to align with yourself. It's really important to find the methods and the tactics to run your business that are, you know, in integrity for you, right? So if that's not being salesy, if that's not having a landing page, if that's not having an email list, if that's not doing like Facebook lives, if that's not having a webinar, don't do them. There's about a billion other tactics that will be more aligned with who you are. And I think that this is what we have to talk about. And also to frame it, that you know the feminine ways they may not seem as successful but it's only because they're the long game they will have way more sustainability the the tactics that are masculine they're like a house of cards they'll work for a short period of time and everybody will do it and everybody will use it but i guarantee you it will lose the effectiveness because the more people doing it the the less like effect it has the more tired of it everyone gets and then it's like it it doesn't work anymore and then those people never built relationships they never they never built skills that they need like sales skills or connection skills to be able to do something else they learned one tactic and now it doesn't work so they have to learn another masculine tactic and then that's not going to work and another masculine tactic and that's not going to work and this is what keeps happening in the world but if you learn some of the more feminine skills, like here's how I can be more authentic. Here's how I can stand in my power. Here's how I can communicate, you know, in, in connection, you know, here's how I can develop relationships and partnerships and collaboration. Well then like forever you will succeed and the people around you will honor your brand. They will honor who you are. Even if they decided not to work with you, they'll know at least that you're in integrity. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really good that we're having this conversation because the feminist, the feminine way, the feminine business principles are emerging, but they're not fully visible within the business arena. This is why we have the conversations that we have, why it's so passionate to us, because I just want all the listeners to know I've been there. I've questioned myself as I've done all these things to move away from that masculine model and embrace my feminine principles and really bring it to, to the front. And in their days that it works and I'm um, noted for it, I'm thanked for it. It's great, but there are many more days in which it's overlooked, underappreciated, undervalued. And so that's still happening within the business space. But I do believe in a day that a day is dawning in which the feminine way of business will start to become more and more the norm. And so we, we can't give up now. We can't turn um, away and in fear that, oh, if I'm not doing it the old way, I'm not going to get very far. There is a new way. And it's just going to take us supporting one another's businesses, noticing like, hey, you see a woman out there doing something great, different, like drop her a note. Like just say like, 
I had noticed, I noticed the way that you handled this on your site, or I noticed the way that you're marketing and I really appreciate it. Like it, it made my day that I saw that you're courageous enough to keep going after a new way of connecting and relating and building our businesses, you know, because it's anything that's new and emerging, it takes some time. Like you said, not only the long game, but also the awareness and the public eye that these, these things are going to be valuable. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, you know, just to clarify as well, like, you know, the, it can take longer term to get some of the results when you really commit to aligning with yourself. Like for instance, you know, sales and marketing and leads and, you know, some of that consistency that's built over time. It's not instant. Like, you know, some of these quick tactics that don't work, but what is instant is the way you feel about yourself. What is instant is your ability to relax, your ability to be aligned, the space you have, the freedom you have. Like so much of how you feel on a daily basis will change immediately. And I think this is the thing we have to look at. Not all results are, you know, the best thing to have. Like, you know, everyone looks at sort of outcomes or results. Or, you know, even when I get my clients to share wins, you know, everyone feels like the wins are, I got a sale. I have a lot of leads. Like those are the wins. There's so many more wins. Feeling fulfilled every day, feeling in alignment with yourself, feeling like you have free attention, feeling relaxed, feeling, you know, like you have balance. Those are even more important results. And those you get almost immediately when you begin to align yourself with things that feel good. Very good point. Yes. And I've had those moments where I felt so good about my commitment to those principles and just been like proud of myself. Like, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm committed to it. And that's an awesome thing to feel like just really excited that you're following through on things, principles that are important to you. Yes. So, and if we don't commit to doing this, if we don't commit to doing it in our own, like purchasing power and in our own businesses, nothing is ever going to change. Like we have to make the change and this is the way to do it. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.